I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bum, bum, bumming along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his whole sweet song. graduate shine as the addict survive a slow start to go on and taste victory over Fleetwood Town. Welcome to Charlton Live. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. I hope you guys are well. My name is Louis Mendez. On this week's show, we'll be looking back at our first win in five league games. Mason Burstow and Albie Morgan on the score sheet against Fleetwood Town at yesterday at the Valley. Joining me to do that first up, a man who celebrated his birthday in some style uh, after the game at the Royal Oak. Uh, Mr. Nathan, how are you doing, Nath? Happy birthday again. Cheers, mate. Yeah, I was a bit... Um, I felt right when I left when I left the pub and then today I just feel yeah like I had a big session but, um, it, it was just it that it was quite big it was, it was that magic rubbing off from Thomas Sangar's guitar that's obviously yes. just got to you today <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's obviously a nice uh, well he well I told him it was my birthday as you do and uh, he congratulated me so I'm actually quite you know pleased I well, congratulated well, making 35 years <laughs> you, you, you finally achieved something in life well done <laughs> and uh, also joining us a man who's achieved that Almost two times over uh, is Mr. Mark Newbury. How are you doing, Mark? I'm all right. I'm glad I'm on with Nathan because I, I had a bit of a query with him. After Thursday's show and he mentioned the yoghurt, I could only find a fruit corner and it's everything smelling of raspberries now. And I wanted to know, <laughs> is that normal? Uh, Nathan, is I that your... I don't know. I can't, I can't sort of digress what, uh, what it smells like. Um, <laughs> Roses is a good analogy, but um, usually, uh, I don't know, maybe like lavender. Oh, cheers, I'll mate. I think we should get on to the football. Um, so we will on today's show uh, be looking back at the highlights, of course, of yesterday's win. Uh, we're going to hear what the uh, gaffer Johnny Jackson uh, made of it. We've also got an interview with one of the goal scorers, Albie Morgan, 
uh, who's at a really sort of interesting phase in his Charlton career at the moment, where he's had a couple of good games now. He came to speak to us after his uh, match-winning goal uh, yesterday, our match-sealing goal. Uh, I guess we've got some fans bar as well, some reaction. We did go into the, uh, the Royal Oak after the game yesterday. Uh, spoke to some supporters in there. Looking forward to playing you guys out. It was quite a good one. Uh, and of course, really, we ought to preview uh, the Papa John's Trophy quarterfinal uh, with Hartlepool, uh, which is coming up on Tuesday evening. So plenty to get our teeth into. But um, just before we hear the highlights then, Nathan, 2-0 um, win over Fleetwood. Very slow start. Second half, we were a lot better. I mean, how, how did you see the game overall? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest game I've ever watched in my life, I'll be honest. Um but as I said yesterday the main thing was um obviously scoring, which is which we were struggling with. Um and three points against you know, I know Fleetwood didn't really offer too much yesterday, but they beat Rotherham the week before, last minute. Um so yeah, it wasn't great to watch at times but you know, we get three points, clean sheet and as you said at the top of the show we've got, you know, a couple of obviously the Academy players being on being on the score sheet as well so to, and it topped off a good day so good day it's not going to be up there with one a game to remember but you can't win pretty all the time and I think that's what we did yesterday we know is that exactly that um the fact it was the first win in, in five as well important I guess Mark to get that monkey off our back particularly before we go to Hartlepool because they would have tried to have hanged it as well but um you know just arrest the slide uh, two two without defeat now Jacko said he wanted that equalizer against Cheltenham to almost be a reset for the team uh and not necessarily in the first half but he did get it overall yesterday yeah I think you know you, you look for a reaction after any kind of like loss or draw and like I say it did stop that run um, it's the thing now is can we go on and uh, build on it? You know, well, Tuesday night, you know, is a good chance. And then that leads us nicely to Saturday. So uh, we've talked about it many, many times. It's like once you pick up some momentum, you know, like we had when Jacko was caretaker, we had momentum under him. And, it, you know, that stopped for whatever reason. So now we've just got to build it up again. Excellent stuff. Right then, let's have a listen to the highlights of yesterday's game uh, from Charlton TV. Steve Brown was alongside your commentators, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Well, we'll jump. Harrison with him, and Harrison gets a flick on, and he's found Lane on the Charlton right. Innes comes across, cuts back onto his left foot. Lane takes a shot straight at McGilvery, but again, another chance for Fleetwood to in the opening three and a half. Well, now Jai Simi back on the ball, on the right-hand side. Tries to slip the ball into the run of Clare, into the penalty area. Ball across the goal is cut out by Cairns, the keeper. And it's away for a corner. The first real Charlton attack into the Fleetwood half. And it the almost played the attackers and, uh, and, and protagonists are on the edge of the penalty area. Comes across to Clark with a free header. And that'll concern Johnny Jackson as well. Clark got in there beyond his men. And just a yard outside the six yards box. Gets the ball over the Strikes ball. it. And this one's a little bit closer, but still over the bar. Fleet were claiming that uh, McGillery got a touch there, and I don't think he did. In. That's a good throw towards Anike, trying to hold off. Jules, he just swings it. Might come to Elliot Lee with a shot. It's a great block. Lee again. Good save by Cairns and John, which I see me back in the pounds here and cleared away. Just for a second, you thought Elliot Lee was going to give John the lead. Corner, Morgan to take towards Innes at the far post. Wins the first header, and then Bursto just tried to guide it behind him. It was a difficult chance, but nonetheless, a chance. Yeah, and they're racking up. You know, we'd had a poor count up to about the last 10 minutes and now they're oh, racking up. And just slid that straight back to Blackett-Taylor. Well, there is a half-time whistle after 45 minutes. It's Charlton nil, Fleetwood nil, and the visitors have caused Charlton yeah, a few John problems. will have the free kick and it will be Morgan to take again. Again, they pepper the penalty area bodies. Sean Clare, Anike, Burstow, Famo and Innes all in there. Elliot Lee has gone shorter. Dobson and Jarsimi on the edge. Morgan... Drills it towards the far post. Innes will jump. Good header. Good header by Mason Burstow. Scoring in front of the covered end. Dreams come true for Burstow. That's a moment that will mean a lot to him and his family. Great header from Innes at the far post. And there was Burstow to get there first to give Charlton the lead. Yeah, and we said we've got to make the most of the set pieces previously. We swung a ball in, it was cleared by Fleetwood. This one, you could see from the setup that Innes was going to stay around the back. He's got their main marker, Tom Clark, up against him. But he rose above, Clark lost him, and he actually rose above the other centre-half. Zach Jules headed into dangerous area. What I love about the goal is Bursto's anticipation. He doesn't really have a great deal of movement, but he gets off the mark quicker than the man that's supposed to be marking him. 
and he holds that position in the middle of six where most goals, we just talk about this all the time, where most goals are scored from. He's in and around the danger area. It's a wonderful little nod. And we, and we grab the lead. Mason Verso's first league goal at the Valley. And now with Morris. Looking to take on Blackett Taylor on the outside, goes past him, drilled the balls across. It's an important touch from McGillery. I think that might have come off lane last and it's away with a goal kick. Well, if he did get a touch on it, it's a magnificent touch which just has taken it away from the foul. Four minutes of added time here. Just gets the ball across. Washington will pick it up, little tease up Morgan. Gets it past his man, gets it past the second man. Albie Morgan, oh, just drags it wide of the post. He has done absolutely everything to perfection and then absolutely rushed the finish. And Washington's really angry because he's at the far post and thinks Albie Morgan can pass that to him for a tap-in. Not happening, is it? <laughs> well, listen, when you get yourself into that situation, you might not even see the player at the far post because all you've got in your head is getting the shot away. But he rushes it and the technique goes out the window a little bit, which is why he drags it wide. Just it needs is. to compose himself a little bit more. Gilby. Pounces on the loose ball, heading towards the fleet with penalty here, drags the ball across. And this time Morgan! This time a goal! It was Innes's header that picked out Gilby. Uh, sorry, picked out Washington, who teed up Gilby, who made space on the right-hand side, dragged the ball across, it took a deflection, and Albie Morgan, having just screwed a shot wide at the post, this time makes no mistake. Charlton tune it up. Yeah, and this time he did pick the right shot and use the right technique and it was just a case of hitting the target wasn't it with power but Gilby done over so well on the right hand side drives past his opponent and I said when he came on that's what he offers the clearance falls and I said in the first half we just need things to fall kindly sometimes this one has fallen ever so kindly right at the, po uh, right at the feet of Albie Morgan and he drives it back down the throat of the Fleetwood goalkeeper who can't keep it out, 2-0. And that's what happens when you take leads. When you get the lead and you get the opposition team chasing games, making changes, taking risks, it opens up in the last 10 minutes for you to go and get that second goal. And we've managed no, to get that so, so important week in, week out. Oh, I was just about to say Dobson does well to get in uh, the interception, but that is the final whistle. The referee has called time on the game. There we go. I love the, I love that la the last part of that highlights where, where we actually hear how soon after Albie Morgan's uh, miss did he go on and score Nathan because I mean they're, they're, they're actually you know in that second half there were two really nice moments obviously both both around the goals players who for different reasons are happy to get on the score sheet you know Mason who's starting to really flourish into the in, at the start of his career Albie who's someone who needs to grab it uh, with with both hands and and more more often or, or, or more importantly than that obviously is the fact that as we said before it stops the rot uh, it gets us back into winning ways and and, and as mark said it now is the time to try and build some momentum again you know after, after a disappointing few weeks yeah it did um and yeah like you say the main thing was to to get back on track and try and build build some momentum ahead of some games coming up so we've got some tricky ties in um february looks awful to be honest in terms of the teams we're facing but we've got to do it and um yeah going into those runner games um, with some, some, you know, with some momentum, especially with uh, the Pizza Trophy and on, not next week, and then a tricky game on Sky against Pompey. Yeah, it was a, it was a good, uh, it was a good good win yesterday. And if we did lose, Morecambe beating, I can't remember who they beat. They beat someone up near the top, didn't they? I think Wickham. I think Wickham. Yeah. So I mean, if if we didn't win yesterday, then um, then we would have been looking over our shoulders a little bit more. Well, I certainly would be. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, like I said, it's just getting that momentum really and trying to play well. Like We played better, like as you say, in the second half. First half, we sort of, it was just sort of a nothing game. We were going through the motions, which was similar to Cheltenham, I thought, when we went away at Cheltenham. Um, but sometimes, like we've said, you've just got to win ugly. And, um, and yeah, obviously the ice and on Kate with the youngsters, but, yeah, I was glad for Alps. Obviously, after that shot, um, disappointed because we've all said he's got to add something to his game. We know he's technically good. I just think you know he's still young. He's made a lot of appearances, but he just really needs to try and you know cement his place in in this side because he's 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 good enough for League One. He just really needs to find himself as a player because I don't really know where his best position is at the moment. Um, and obviously, Jacko said after the game that he needs to add goals, and then when. 
when he got presented by that brilliant piece of work from Gilbs, um, and he sort of slashed at it a little bit, and sort of, I was like, come on, Albert's better than that. And he come up Trump's in the end, though, didn't he? So, um, but yeah, that was the main thing. Yeah, and we're going to hear from Albie Morgan later on in the show. I mean, that, that goal from Mason Burster was nice. I mean, that, that first half, I think he had seven touches of the ball or something. I wrote it down, nine touches of the ball, which is obviously, you know, not necessarily all his own fault. The the, the team weren't getting getting up that end of the pitch quickly enough because, I mean, Chuck's hardly had any either. But, I mean, in a stat I found really interesting, I mean, that's his second goal in in three league games. He's played seven league games overall. Obviously, most of those coming off the bench, I think it's two starts now for for, for Mason Burstow. And if if you look at a young striker coming into the senior football environment, and I'm talking about league games here, the games that really matter to us. Um, that That's not a bad return this early on in his career. It took Carlin Grant 47 games to score two goals in league football, Mark. So that's, I mean, that lays a marker down already. Well, that's say, I mean, I'd go even further back to Carl Lieburn. I mean, he was notorious for not being able to score at a young age, and he was being asked to lead the line, and he went on to score, you know, quite a few. Um he doesn't look overawed by it. I think, you know, it's obviously still a learning process for him. You know, which runs to make, when to pull off. He's obviously got a real instinct for goals. You know, it was a lovely, it was a lovely header, to be quite honest. And uh, good old Ryan putting it back across. And you're thinking, uh, hope someone's there to put it in. And Still, you know, still no pressure. one's learned how to deal with, deal with that free kick, have they, to the far post? No, but I mean, how do you deal with a six foot four Yeti who can leap without pushing down on a defender? Because that's mm. what their defenders are looking for. They're looking to get a free kick. They're looking. He can leap without that kind of like elbowy pushy, which gives a referee an excuse to not give it. So if it goes back in between somewhere along the sticks, you're hoping someone's going to fly in and get ahead on it. Yeah, I think, obviously, I think we're only I think we're only two weeks away now from a defensive unit just getting one person on someone else's shoulders to try and <laughs> beat Ryan in the air. Yeah, that might work. Let's have a get into cinemas. Um, <laughs> it's so I, th- I think he's obviously still developing the relationship with Chuck. Chuck's have just turned up, so you know he wouldn't have played with him because he would have been still coming throughout youth. So they've got to develop together, and then we've still got to say, right, you know, he's got to learn which of the right moves to make. I mean, if he touches a ball nine times, but one of them's a goal, you're thinking, I'll, I'll take that. You know, he's conserving his energy. But it was I was trying to think, it's probably one for the um, stats department to work out when was the last time we won 2-0 with both our goals being scored by academy guys. Mm, so yeah, I, be... I couldn't think about that, but that'll probably be one for the, um, that'll come in on Twitter for us. Mm, so yeah, the answer I mean, to that. It's always impressive, of course, when, when academy graduates do it. I mean, you, you've mentioned uh, Albie already, Nathan. and we will speak about him more later on in the show because we've got we've got his interview. But I guess we do have to look at that first half. I mean, we'll hear from Jacko. He said he talks about a tactical tweak. Um, I, I don't know. You're, you're you, you've got more tactical now than I have, Nathan. So I don't know if you would have spotted exactly what it was. I mean, one suggestion was I mean the amount of times we we're getting caught out with the wing backs high up the pitch in that opening half an hour, and Fleetwood were just rinsing us down the wings. Uh, and creating chances early on. Uh, I don't know if that, if you saw something a little bit different there, but obviously Jacko's seen something that he's decided to change, and it had, there was a clear sort of point, I'd say maybe 30, 35 minutes in, where we sort of stopped that rot and started to impose ourselves upon the game. So so clearly he's seen something and, and just found found a way to, to make it work, which I mean, that, that, that's always a promising sign when a manager makes a change and it has a desired effect on the team. Yeah, I think, as you say, I think the first half they were picking us off, especially if we were too high in the sort of wider areas. Um, But I think when we were in possession a lot of the time, we were mainly, when we were clipping it, it was mainly clipping it into a channel, losing the, you know, losing the ball of our wing backs in DJ and uh, Corby were too high. And yeah, and they just picked it off and they've got some good players. They've got Paddy Lane who's a good player. And uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, Kion something or other. I can't remember the other his last name, but and they're, they're, yeah, and they were having a lot of joy down there. Um, and he changed it up, and yeah, it was a better second half. Um, but I just thought the first half was just flat. It was just something had to change. It couldn't get any worse. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the prettiest of um, first halves I've ever seen. So yeah, obviously mm. Jacko saw something and changed it for the better. Um, and there was a little bit more intensity second half, and then mm. the crowd got you know got a bit louder and. And um, yeah, Danny Andrew, the captain, was saying um, that we more or less sucked the ball in the net because we started seeing that the intensity was there and, and we were playing a lot better. 
I mean, it's interesting, I guess, one of the things that, that, that was quite obvious in the first half where, you know, I, I put up the heat map of our possession of the ball inside the opening half an hour or so was almost entirely in, in, as part of the back three, you know, playing it around the back. Um, and, and I guess part of that is the fact, and, and, and Nathan mentioned it, we, 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 we were clipping channels, all that, but part of that, I guess, will be the fact that our player who we kind of expect to do most of the creative work in the middle part of the field in between the Lions obviously is Elliot Lee and I don't think other than maybe the Norwich FA Cup game I don't think he's had a game that he'll be particularly pleased with for a couple of months now I think that's fair to say Mark yeah he's he's getting quite a lot of um, abuse online and I just think some players go through those moments where they're not as good and not as I'm I'm, I'm, quite, I'm still a fan I mean, there's going to, people going to say, oh, he doesn't do anything. But I just think he gives us something some of our players don't have. You know, he's, and he is sort of like almost a bit more forward thinking than a lot of the players. You know, we've taken the safe route. Um, it's, it's difficult with him. So I think possibly he could do with coming out of the side for a bit as well. Only for the fact that it, it, maybe it might give him a bit more impetus to drive on. Because if he thinks, hold on a minute, you know, if they don't want me here and I'm not wanting back at Luton, I could be stuck, and it might drive him on a bit better. It's it's hard with with him, and to say you know what's gone wrong. Um, so would dropping him be the better thing? It probably would. I mean, Gilby, if you brought Gilby in instead of him, I'm a fan of Gilby as well. But you know, when we were doing well, it was Gilby, you know, Dobson and Lee. So. If one of them's starting to drop out, you know, for every reason, maybe he's carrying a knock we don't know about, and then it is a chance to give someone else a chance. And Albie's come in, and he's he's really grabbed his you know chance with both hands. So it gives a as options for Jacko now. So I I, don't, I can't put my finger on what's gone wrong apart from maybe just a little lack of form. So, mm. but I'm still a fan. Yeah, he's, he's still got potential there, and I think he's you know he's still he's still trying things. I just don't think they're quite coming off for him at the moment. Obviously, obviously, one player that probably stood out for for many yesterday, George Dobson, that continues to to play so well in that defensive midfield role, and again. Uh, the amount of times we saw him tracking back, winning tackles was, was impressive, especially when he, he picked up a yellow card, didn't he? And there was uh, always that risk uh, when you play the sort of game that he does. But he was able to uh, to, to get away with what he, he wanted to do. And uh, so Charlton were able to go on and take the three points. All right, let's hear from the manager then. Uh, plenty of interesting stuff again uh, from Johnny Jackson uh, yesterday. First of all, uh, I asked him what he made of the performance uh, against Fleetwood Town. Really pleased, really pleased. Yeah, obviously not been on a great run. Uh, in the league and uh, not necessarily getting what I felt that, that we deserved out of games. So uh, I'm pleased. I'm pleased that we, we managed to win today in front of our fans. Really pleased for the boys. For their, uh, I think their efforts deserved that victory. So uh, yeah, nice to get the win on the board. Yeah, what did you make of the performance? It felt like Charlton really up went up a level in that second half. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we started pretty poorly. Well, credit to Fleetwood. I thought they started very brightly. Caused us caused us a few issues and uh, things we had to. Just get to grips with and, and tweak a couple of things um, tactically that I thought f- helped us grow into the game a little bit. And uh, uh, I thought we finished the, the first half uh, stronger and they certainly started it better. And then I thought second half we was front foot and uh, looked a more likely team. I thought we was taking it taking it to the opposition. And uh, um, but they was they was always in it. They you know they are they are a good side. Uh, Steve got them playing playing really well. Um, so they was yeah. I mean, they kept us honest, didn't they, for periods in that in that second half? But I thought we got what we deserved in the end. Do you say there was sort of like a tactical tweak? Do you think that that felt like the catalyst for that improvement towards the end of the first half as well? I think yeah, yeah it played a part. Um, I think we just grew into the game as well, and I think uh, um, the players, you know, looked a little bit little edgy at the start, but then just settled down. And, uh, we just changed the the way that we was pressing in midfield during that first half, which I think helped. Um, just just a minor tweak there. Um, and just give us a bit more balance. And yeah, we started to get a foothold in the game and I think the players stepped up. Certainly in that second half, we was front foot and uh, took it to them, got, got our goals. It's always pleasing to see, obviously, academy graduates scoring. I don't know what else we can say about Mason for a, for a striker having his first season. He's, he's got a great goal, goal return already. Yeah, really pleased for him again. It's always nice when um, graduates make it into the first team, let alone have the impact that, that he's having. So... Uh, started out in Papa John's games, got FA Cup opportunity. Now he's getting opportunities in the league, and with every step up that he makes, he's having an impact. So fantastic for him because he's a, he's a 
he's a really humble young man that's you know very respectful around the group but the the lads respect him because of what he brings to to the party and uh you know, he, de- he deserves his place in the team, deserves his start, and uh, he's rewarded us with a goal. And Albie's been taking his chances, I'd say, over the last couple of weeks. He's come back into the side and, and I think played quite well, um, head in hands when he just missed that, beat, that, that chance right before the end. But he, he made up for it with a, a good finish for the second and he probably deserved that as well. He did deserve it. I'm delighted for Albie because it's been tough so far for him this season. Opportunities-wise, he's not had many. Um, but he's been given one of late, um, which he asked for. Um, and he's taken it, yeah. Fair play to the lad, you know, he's had to wait, and uh, um, you, when, when you're out the side and you're knocking on the manager's door asking to play, that when you are given that opportunity, then you've got to be ready to grab it, haven't you? And uh, he's certainly done that in the last couple of games. Um, feel like he's had an impact on the team, and obviously today he's got his goal. Lucky for him, because we was going to probably have an argument in the... Uh, in the changing room for the miss a minute before, but um, del- yeah, delighted for him that he uh, that he got the goal, that, that his performance deserved. Well, there's always been loads of like, potential with Albie, and, he, and he's been a member of the team for a long time. Now. I guess he's never really nailed down a, a long-term spell in the team. Are you, are you hoping that this will be the time that he takes that chance? Yeah, I, I, I've said to him before, like with with the ability that he's got and the things that he, he can do. You know that he should he should be playing every week. He's got he's got that much talent, boy, and. Uh, there's just issues, not issues uh, the challenges that we've had with him, uh, sometimes the out of possession and uh, the discipline side to the game, which I think he's adding. Um, and, and the other obvious one is that he needs to add goals, add goals to his game because someone technically as good as him and, uh, and with the ability to get into the goal-scoring positions, he needs to score more goals. Uh, he hasn't scored enough in his career, but um, if he can add that to his game, you know that, that could take his, his game to a whole new level because ultimately that's you know that's what managers and clubs and coaches we we want people who can score goals, don't we? So uh, he can do it. He can do it. He needs to keep working hard, keep practicing, which which we're doing with him all the time. And uh, I think you saw you know you saw some of the fruits of that today. You mentioned after last week that you want you wanted Chucks's goal to to make sure that that's sort of like a catalyst for a change, almost like a fresh start. Do you think you got that today? I do, yeah, I do. I feel I feel like that's been the case around the place this week. We really tried to make it a bit of a reset with a couple of fresh faces coming in, uh, a new coach coming in, and it was, it was time to sort of take stock of what we'd done before, but like really sort of make it a reset and say let's try and finish the the season strong now because we. Uh, you know, we, we, we got a, a hard-earned point on the road last week to stop the run of defeats. And I said, right, well, now we need to go and back that up uh, with a home win today, and we've done that. <laughs> what can you tell us about Juan Castillo, who, who's come in and, and sort of how far off being ready to play as well is he? Bright young player, come through the system at Chelsea. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of attacking ability for that, you know, that full-back, wing-back uh, position. So it'll give us a little bit of competition there. Um, you know, being left-footed as well, a bit, bit, bit of natural sort of... Um, balance down that side, and uh, yeah, he's he's just been he's had he's had COVID last week, so um, he wasn't ill with it, but obviously uh, you know the protocols he had to follow, so uh, he hasn't been able to train with the group before. Now we he trained this morning with um, with a small group. Uh, he'll join the main group uh, as of Monday, and uh, yeah, then it's obviously you know about building him up uh, to get him involved. Well, see, uh, you mentioned more bodies coming in. Hopefully, I think one that's been linked to sort of up north, Marcus Brown coming down. Is that a player you, you admire, one, one you know about? Uh, I know about Marcus Brown. Yeah, he's, he's a very good player. Uh, someone that I, you know that I know well, having you know been involved in this level now for for a good number of years. Yeah, so uh, I'm not going to comment on on individual players and, and, and targets and stuff like that. You know, we've got. We've got our business that we're we're trying to conduct and go about it in a professional way and uh, see see what happens in the next sort of ten days. Looking ahead to Tuesday now, it's a competition that's getting more and more exciting the closer we get to Wembley. Um, I, I guess people will be wondering what what sort of lineup. Obviously, we aren't giving away too much. Would, would you think now that we're in touching distance? I mean, is it is it time to start putting in the big guns? I mean, you've played pretty strong teams throughout the competition already. Yeah, you just have to wait and see, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, listen, I feel like I've respected that competition all the way. Uh, I've made changes, but every team that I've put out on that pitch, I've expected to win the game. Uh, and barring the Leighton Orient one, they have. Um, and we was already through in that game, so that I mean that was a younger team. But I think since it's gone knockout, I've shown that, that competition every respect. And 
tried to win and taking it very seriously. And we're in the quarterfinals now, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get to the quarterfinal stage and then uh, you know change my uh, direction of thought uh, when that game comes around. That's for sure. Cheers, Johnny. I was asking you a slightly different one, Nathan Harness, just going out on loan to Dunwich, they won 4 1, I think, today. Brilliant. What's the, what's the thinking of behind that one, Jack, just to get some football? How long are you going there for? Uh, I believe it's a, it's a month initially. Um, Nathan needs to play some senior football. Obviously, he's got two good goalkeepers here to compete with, so you know his opportunities are going to be limited. He's played in uh, Papa John's, um, but you know they only come round every now and again. And I think it's a great opportunity for him to get some senior football because he's, you know, he's not a baby anymore. He, he, he you know, he's growing up and uh, he hasn't been tested regularly enough at that level of senior football. So. Uh, for me, goalkeeping is goalkeeping. It needs to be out whatever the level playing and, and the hustle and bustle. You know, getting getting knocked about, having to defend set pieces, come for crosses, things like that. So it'd be a great opportunity for him to get some experience in that. I think it was mentioned as well on one of the other websites. Ben Dempsey going out. It did, it did say which club, but I can't remember which one it is. Are you able to say any more on that one? Uh, there, there might be possibly an opportunity for Ben to go out on loan, but you know, until that's shored up yeah I won't I won't comment on on, on club and things like that but it, again you know a player that needs to go out and uh, experience senior football more regularly and Craig will be back in and with a clean sheet I know that will please you obviously it was about the whole team getting a clean sheet I'm sure you'll say but uh, good to get the win but also the clean sheet as well yeah yeah of course yeah well you get clean sheets you got half a chance didn't you so uh, yeah Maka came back in obviously after the birth of his daughter done done really well today um, you know, dealt with everything that that came his way. I mean, there wasn't loads that he had, like saves wise that he had to make, but he dealt with balls into his box, and I thought I thought we actually as a team defended uh, defended our penalty box really well. And was calling when he was down at the end. Is that cramp or anything <laughs> else? That I, I think it was cramp. Yeah, he uh, put a great shift in. To be honest, I was trying to get Ben on the pitch even before before that happened. So uh, you know, he hasn't he hasn't had a lot of match minutes. He certainly had not not a lot of ninety minutes. So. Uh, for him to get through the amount of time that he did, fantastic. And yeah, I think he just cramped up a little bit at the end there. It was, it was a sub that we were looking at doing anyway, just to sort of shore up that left side. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He got above the centre half, he pinned him so he couldn't make a jump and attack the ball. And then once you've done that, it's just a case of getting contact onto the, the football itself and directed towards goal. He did that. We find ourselves one in front, but a delightful delivery from Albie Morgan. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is uh, your Sunday evening show after a 2 0 win. Uh, over Fleetwood Town uh, at the Valley uh, yesterday. Uh, there, there was loads to ask um, Jacko about yesterday, Nathan. Obviously, I had a couple of questions about the the Papa John's trophy, the Pizza Cup, uh, later on, because uh, we are tantalisingly close now to, to Wembley in, in that competition. But from, from yesterday's game, I mean, one of the things was about Albie taking his chance. You know, it's, all, it's revealing that, you know, Albie was the one who'd been knocking on the manager's door and asking for this chance when, you know, he's had he's had them plenty of times before and not taken them. 
So it is important that he, he, he grasps them. And, and this time, and it's only been, let's say, two and a half games, is it? I think he came off at, off the bench uh, at Crewe and did okay. He played well, I'd say, at Cheltenham. One of the few probably came out with a bit of credit. And then, obviously, yesterday and, and topped it off with his goal. But, you know, Jacko is going to be sort of one of those... I, I guess he's, we're going to see this as his project, really. It's going to be one of those players that he'll try and mould into the the type of player he wants him to be. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's what I said earlier. I think it's important what Jacko sees Albie to be, you know? So, like, what's he, 21? Is he 21 or 20? 21, made... it's 22 in a few days' time. Yeah, tw- 22, he's played 70 games, he scored two, I think, which the other game was Ipswich, and then obviously yesterday, I don't know if he scored more, another one I've missed. But it's about time, like, I know he's young, but, you know, not he's pl- still played nearly, you know, 70, 75 games or whatever in some in the championship and some in League One. So it, it's now at a point where he does need to take his chance and really say to Jacko that I'm going to be one of the first names in the, in on, on you know in this team sheet. Um, at the beginning of the season, he played as a 10 um, and it just didn't work. It just wasn't... He, like, his range of passing is a lot different. So, like, I, so we were just talking about Elliot Lee. I just don't think Albie is a 10. Um, I just see him as more as a deeper player, but not with a lot of defensive responsibility. If that makes sense, so it's quite, it's quite a unique position to get get Albie in. But he's listen. I mean, yesterday he, he impressed me. His energy was good. I thought it, there was he was quite good against Cheltenham as well. Second half. Um, so yeah, he's obviously been knocking on Jacko's door and saying, "Oh, play me, play me." Um, and he's doing doing the right things at the moment. But I just want to know what where he fits in or what he actually adds. Because technically, he's great. We know that he can pass the ball, but he's got to add a little bit more to stick out from the rest because Lee's got that something different, which Mark said. Gilby gives us that industry, and obviously Dobbo does the dirty side. So to get in above those three, he's got to do something different and stick out, which obviously yesterday he didn't do no harms with. Hmm. Yeah, ask, uh, ask Jacko for some transfer update as well. Yes, yeah, so ask him about Marcus Brown. Obviously, you would have seen uh, he's been linked uh, with a move to the Valley. I think uh, reports saying it's already done. Uh, Jacko, in that clip, obviously not giving anything away, which is uh, normally the done thing, I guess, when, when you're looking to sign a player but haven't signed him yet. But if he is going to be an attacking midfielder, I know there's going to be questions about the fact he hasn't played for so long, Mark, with this ACL injury um, and what his fitness is going to be like. Uh, and, and it would be easier if we could design players who were fit to play straight away, which doesn't always feel like the case. So they obviously did with, did with Chucks. Um, but he, I guess, would be the player to push um, Elliot Lee and, and, and probably what he needs. Yeah, I, I saw that and I just thought that was a strange one for us. It's one of those ones that remind me a bit of um, the guy we got from Birmingham, was it Davis? Um I was thinking, yeah, David Davis. Is, David Davis. I'm thinking, is he really going to be that player who's going to push us on? And I can't, I can't see it. And I'm thinking to myself, I'd rather, you know, pursue the. We've got good midfielders in our youth in the under 23s, and they seem to, a few of them seem to have sort of like been forgotten about. And I just don't see the point of getting someone in who's, like I say, just come back from an ACL. And, you know, I don't know if um, Jacko gave you an update on Jake, but he was outside and running. So, you know, OK, he's going to get him a few games to get back. So it just seemed to be a position where I couldn't understand. I can understand getting a left um, wing back, as it were. I can understand, you know, that. And then, of course, Chuck came in as a striker. And obviously, we don't know how long Jaden's going to be out now. So... It's a case of would would have another striker or another uh, loan would have, would have been a better choice than this. I, I th- it was a weird one I, when I saw it. And I thought to myself, we, we we're not short in that kind of area. And it, would it push Elliot Lee? But is there's enough people who can come in around the Elliot Lee position like Leco and 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 do that. So. It's a weird one for me. But obviously, if there's something about him that Gallon likes, otherwise we wouldn't have gone for him. Lovely stuff. Well, let's have a look at some of the tweets in that, that came in. Uh, I think London Inigiz uh, mentioned uh, mentioned something yesterday. He said, what are the Trotton Live views on the fact that season ticket holders are officially out of pocket after the latest freebie ticket promotion, a kick in the nuts uh, for loyal season ticket holding fans? So I, I haven't sat there and done the math, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take London Inigiz's word for it that Eva is, is, has reached that sort of deadline now where, where, where that 
that's been breached or is certainly be very close now. Uh, someone else mentioned it to me in, in the pub yesterday, just sort of quite late on as I was getting ready to leave. Naif, that they they felt that their season ticket holder, their, their season ticket, had been a little bit devalued. But I, I did have quite a long chat with Thomas yesterday, and he was reiterating, you know, how keen he is to get as many people in. Um, it's about finding a balance, I guess, between not upsetting your season ticket holders who may feel like they're not getting value for money now that other people are getting it free, but also um, trying to whatever Thomas is trying to achieve with this with with, with this. Um, uh, sort of promotion or, or this this bunch of promotions, um, he, he has got to try and find the right balance. I guess it's, it's a tough one for him. I guess. Yeah. No. Of course he has. I think that balance is the right word because, as you rightly say, it's we all want the you know the, we all want the value as full as possible. And sometimes you might have to dangle that carrot for you know for people to come in and give away a few a few freebies and stuff. So get that bit. But and then the other side of the coin is where. Well, it comes to next year and you're asking people to renew season tickets. So you're going to have people that go, well, hang about, I'm not going to bother because I'll just get my mate to have, or we'll get one season ticket because we know we're probably going to get 25% or 50% of games on a free one anyway. So, so yeah, it's, it's hard to strike a balance. But, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, London and Giza is right and it, it probably has devalued it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's it's hard because like, I, I can get I get that. and But my, the, my view on it is that we it's still quite a um, where I sit. It's quite a low, low um, total amount for a season ticket. Um, if if well, if the season ticket prices go, I go up for next season. Then it might be a bit of a might be in a, in a bit of bother there, Thomas. But um, I can't see that. I just think he just wants to try and get it, you know, packed out as much as it can, which we all want. Um, but yeah, I agree with you that he just needs to find that balance because you're never gonna you know you you're never gonna make everyone happy. That's mm. one thing we all know in life. You're never going to appease everyone. Yeah, but uh, I, I get I get his point 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was quite an evening in, in the in the, uh, the pub last night, Mark. Um, it, it did become a bit of a talking point after that, that Thomas came in to, to the pub. I mean, it, it was a great evening anyway. And it would have been, you know, just because it was full of Charlton fans. And Thomas coming in, it was, was exciting for a lot of people. A lot of people had their photo taken with him. Uh, he played the guitar, which I managed to get on, on video. Um, it got a mixed review. A lot, a lot of people enjoyed it. A few people were not not so in, enjoying it as much. Mark, I mean, I don't know what your view is. An owner who goes in and engages and speaks to people and then plays a the guitar. Is it is it too much for you? Is it someone doing the the right thing to get engaged with the club? He was speaking to fans. Wasn't necessarily taking many uh, uh, of my opinions on board when it came to the women's ladies thing, which I was just trying to understand a little bit more from him. But he listened to me on other stuff. We had a good conversation. Well, as you, as you like to point out, I am older, and so, but I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, he's flown all the way over for, to watch us play against Fleetwood, you know, and then he's rocked up with his guitar. I, I can think of, you know, if you don't like it, who's it hurting? I mean, is it hurting the club? No. Is it hurting someone personally? No. He's He's having... He's enjoying it. He's enjoying his life. You know, he's just seen his team win. I don't see why people are getting so bent out of shape over it. And I, I, I really don't. I, I can't see why it personally bothers. It's like someone who complains about a television program. Said, oh, I hated watching it. Thinking, well, your TV's got an off button, mate. Turn it off. You don't have to watch it. You don't, I don't think he held anyone at gunpoint in that pub and say, right, you've got to listen to me rock out with my guitar for an hour. From what I could see, everyone in that pub was absolutely loving it, and you know, more power to his elbow. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it was, uh, it was good fun, and uh, it certainly garnered a lot of interest when I put the tweet up. Uh, and like I say, some, some very mixed reviews, but um, I think most people enjoyed it. And like I say, you know, it's just a, it was a bit of fun. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against it as such. You know, I, I, like I say, I've. I think he enjoyed it. Right, Ben uh, says, I couldn't watch the game yesterday, but I already know that Burstow is a superstar. Uh, it's just important he doesn't get carried away. Lee has uh, dropped off recently, and Morgan uh, could replace him in the middle. Had a tough season. I'm glad to see that he's enjoying uh, his football. Uh, again, Big Tone said it was definitely a game of two halves, a lot better in the second. It was good that Gilby was dropped uh, for the last couple of games. He came off the bench with more hunger and with a point to prove. will be good to do the same with Elliot Lee uh, for a couple of games and give Morgan the chance to uh, carry on. Also, a superb performance from the Charlton 
women today at Bristol City. An absolute world of a first goal too. It's a bit unfair that only one team get to go up from the women's championship at the end of the season. There should at least be a playoff as well. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, 2-0 win for the Charlton women's side down at Bristol City today. Lois Hukin's opening goal was an absolute gorgeous strike on her right foot into the top corner. Elise Hughes bagged from close range the second one in the second half. Great three points. Uh, for the women's side. Gary said, Hi guys, we were lucky to get all three points uh, on Saturday. I can see why Elliot is not in uh, uh, playing for Luton at the moment. The guy has no pace and his passing uh, is very poor. Uh, it's just now that uh, John, uh, Johnny Jackson has got the job. Some players are not giving 100% uh, all of their best. That's from Gary. Cheers, uh, Gary. Uh, Alan says the first half was awful. The second half, the intensity went up, uh, which changed the game. Please for Albie and uh, for Mason. Lee needs a rest, but also he needs to be playing more as a 10 and much closer to the strikers uh, as it comes too deep and is not affecting the game. What's your thoughts, uh, guys? Yeah, well, yeah, we've uh, had our say on, on Elliot Lee. And, uh, and yeah, I'd have to say I agree with you there, Alan. Cheers for your tweet. Paul says I was really nervous with the way that Fleetwood attacked the start uh, of the game, but we did well to adapt and change how we played much better towards halftime and then again uh, we were even better in the second half uh, was just moaning about poor set pieces when Albie put in the perfect ball for the first goal and then finally Jimmy says if you didn't play uh, Nathan happy birthday on the electric guitar did you even meet the Sandman hope you had a good one uh, Nathan did he uh, he didn't play he didn't, he didn't play your happy birthday did he no he didn't actually I, uh, I was um, he just congratulated me as I said earlier but no yeah I wasn't going to ask um, a happy birthday because I don't know if I would have been a bit weirded out with a with a grown man playing a guitar and singing to me like directly, it's, it's a bit. Um, I find it a bit uncomfortable, you know. <laughs> well, I know what I'm getting Just you for your. For your I know what you're getting for your 36th birthday, <laughs> right? Lovely stuff. Uh, let's hear uh, from one of the other goal scorers yesterday. As they say we've got an interview uh, with Albie Morgan. Uh, obviously, grabbed that goal. I'd say what 30 seconds after he missed that massive chance where he danced through and. Could have killed the game off, dragged it wide, and obviously we're all fearing the worst, but he did bag that goal uh, just a few seconds later. So I asked him how he felt uh, at full-time. Uh, personally, I was a bit relieved, I think, especially <laughs> after the one the one literally 30 seconds before. Um, but no, as a, as a team, I thought we were brilliant today, um, especially in the second half. First half, it took us a while to get going, but I think once we, once we got that first goal, we settled the nerves, I think, because obviously the run of games, needing a win, I think... Second half, we really pushed on and done well and got what we deserved. So what was going through your mind when you, when you had that chance? You'd done so well to, to get into space and finishing it off and you just dragged wide. Do you think, I'll, I hope I'll get another chance soon? Yeah, I think that's what I said to feel The boys fell out crying straight away. I was that angry and just gutted because I'm never there. And that one fell to me nice and I should have should have put it away. But no, to get the get the one after, obviously, so relieved and, and happy because it's been a, been a while. Yeah, and you, and you made yeah, you made up with that that finish of the second one. It fell up nicely for you. You still had to to make it count from the edge of the area. Yeah, I think because the one before, I've just had in my head to hit the target, so I've gone dead down the middle. Luckily, it's gone in. So yeah, you can tell by my celebration, a lot of relief and of course buzzing with the goal. Yeah, yeah, and it finishes off a, a two 0 win. And I think you know Charlton certainly upped it a bit in the second half, and I, and I felt like they were the team more likely to win in that second period. Yeah, definitely. I think it was a wake-up call after the first half. We went into to half-time knowing as a team, each individual knew what we had to do and how we was going to break them down. And I think after we got our goal, like I said, I think that settled it a bit and we pushed on, got the, the second near the end. And I think, like I said, that's what we deserved. Yeah, what did Johnny say at half-time? Because I guess the last 10 minutes or so, the first period, Charlton grew back into it. But before that, Fleetwood had, had done really well in the, in the opening stages. Yeah, I think um, we went to half-time, obviously we all knew, but I think we just needed to be more patient with the ball. I think we was going too direct too quickly because they were sitting off of us. We had a bit more time, so we were like, so urgent to score. I think that's where we need to just be calm and build up. So, And that's what we've done in the second half. We broke them down a lot more. Players come out, we played around them and played some more football, which was better than going direct and, yeah, come out with the win. How are you finding it being back in the side? Johnny just told us that you were knocking on his door asking for your chance to get back into the team. And I think, you, you do you feel like you've sort of taken it the last, the last couple of games? You've, you've been quite impressive. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I've been I've been training hard every day. I've been trying to keep ticking over, um, obviously encouraging the boys, but that little bit of selfishness inside where you want to play, buzzing for them when they're playing and winning is great. But there's that inside like wanting to just get on the pitch and be involved and have an input so yeah I think we, we obviously had a chat and I've, I've had my chance and hopefully I've I've taken it and he can he can see that I'm I'm here ready to play and want to 
have an input to the team. Yeah, because I guess I, I think I looked up a stat a few months ago that you, you've never made sort of more than 14 starts in the league season. So you, you have your little patches in and out of the side, but now you've sort of grown into a more mature player again. You're feeling like this is really the time you've got to nail down your place in the yeah, team. Yeah, of course. I want to cement my place. I want to play every game. I feel like I'm fit enough and, and I just love playing football. So I just want to play as much as I can when I can. So. Yeah, hopefully I can keep keep building on that performance and keep getting minutes under my belt. There we go. That was Albie. Really, really good stuff. And obviously, I did I did put it to him, Mark, that you know his his best season in terms of league starts. He only got fourteen league starts. You know, he's had spells in and out of the side. He's never nailed down that place where he's going to be a midfielder who starts thirty of our games in a season. So I put it to him. You know, do you feel like this is your chance to finally nail it down? Obviously, he's. Done the talking to Jackson recently, gone and knocked on his door. He did the talking to me yesterday. Shows that he feels like he's fit enough, he's ready to play this sort of game. But he'll know that he'll have to keep up this performance level, which at other stage in his career, he hasn't really done as much. Well, yeah, I mean, he's seen people like um, Gallagher come in on loan into like a position he should be in and absolutely rule it. So, and he might say, well, hold on a minute, you know, I want that chance. I mean, it's like Nathan said earlier, it's where do you see his best position to be? And it's it's a difficult one. I mean, he obviously likes getting time on the ball. He's got a good passing range. Um, if they can get him to score the goals, you know, come into the penalty area, arrive in late or arrive onto a good ball, and that add a few more goals between now and the end of the season, you know, another couple... He will cement that place because I think at the end of the summer and you know there's places uh, places there's people out of contract. You're going to say right, you know, Jackson's vision for next season. I want to be that starting player, and by being fitter, he did look fitter, and he looked a bit more switched on. Jackson had always said, you know, like Bo had before, they weren't happy with his defensive rate. He puts himself around a bit more and he can look after himself. He's quite hard to knock off a ball. He's got some good strengths. It's just the... Um, what's the word? It's just the... I can't think of the um, flipping word. It's consistency. He just needs consistency in his game. Because when he when his standards do drop, it's noticeable. Sometimes you can watch a player and the standards have dropped a bit and it's, they can almost get through a game. With Albie, if he's not affecting a game and his standards have gone down, it's really noticeable. That's why he gets the abuse and people say, oh, why you know, we should send him out on loan. I was I was one of them saying, you know, maybe send him out on loan, see, build his confidence up. But I'd rather have him learning under Jacko and Yuli and now Skiverton to come in and, and take him what these experienced people can give him and move on. Like I said, they, they tried to get him, you know, into the area more. And it, and it showed with, OK, he could have scored, and he didn't, but his head didn't go down 30 seconds later. He was in exactly the right place to bury one. And that's all you can ask. I mean, if, you, if you've if you missed it, you've been in a position to miss it. That That's what it is. So mm. sooner or later, they will start coming in. Excellent stuff. Right, we've got a few uh, messages on email as well. Reg said, my four takeaways from yesterday. One, uh, the second half torches. It's not an Adele concert. Two, uh, the referee was a pound shot, Mr. Blobby. Uh, three, uh, wife said to me halfway through the first half, why is it all the best players are sat in the crowd commentating uh, commenting on the match? And four, uh, we may be set for mid-table, but Gillingham are bottom of the league. I'll just sit back and await the offer of a column uh, on the SLP. Better than my four takeaways, to be fair, Reg. Well done. Uh, hi to Jonathan West as well, who... Uh, uh, I hope you enjoyed the game. Uh, yes, Alain McSquare said it wasn't a convincing uh, win, uh, but definitely uh, signs of improvement. Another clean sheet as well. Uh, there were a few hairy moments at the back. It can be no co- coincidence though that the defence looks stronger overall uh, with the return of McGilvery. The 2-0 scoreline definitely flattered us. Uh, Fleetwood gave a very good account of themselves, especially in the first half. Delighted to see uh, Burstow and Morgan on the score sheet. Let's hope the goals give them a boost for the remainder of the season. Blackett Taylor uh, was very impressive too. Yeah, agree with that. Oh, we haven't mentioned him yet, but I thought he had a good game. Uh, at Danike completing uh, another 90 minutes is a fantastic sign. Let's hope now we can start performing consistently well again and complete the season on the front foot, irrespective of where we finish in the table. It's just, n- it's just, uh, it's no good. Sorry, just having the same players performing consistently, uh, though we need the entire squad 
to be doing so. That's from McSquared. Cheers. McSquared Field says, hi, guys. Not sure about some of the whinging after yesterday's game. Yes, the first 20 or 30 minutes weren't the best, but after that, we were definitely the better side and well worthy of a 2-0 win. I did feel it was strange that uh, Fleetwood moved uh, Hayes from the left wing into a central position for the start of the second half as he was the one destroying our right side at times and became anonymous after the switch. One positive uh, that we can take from the last three games is that we're now competing everything uh, until the final whistle, having got goals in added time in each of those games, albeit one was disallowed. Good to see Albie Morgan getting back to the sort of form that we know he has the ability to produce and his goal should act as a confidence boost as well. I felt everyone put in a good shift yesterday and feel we are definitely making steady progress under JJ. I'd expect a team of those who missed out on Saturday, probably including Lavelle and Stockley, uh, to feature on Tuesday and feel sure the lads will certainly give the all in an endeavour to get closer to winning a free pizza for a year. That's from Phil. Cheers, Phil. Yeah, we'll have a look ahead to that game shortly. Tony said, uh, evening, gents. I thought, uh, thanks as always uh, for the show. Thought it was a poor game, uh, but a great one to win. Morgan was brilliant, not just for the goal. Pressing, passing, tracking back the lot. He looked very nervy. Uh, sorry, it looked very nervy, but we kept playing and trying to pass through. Chucks allows us to go longer if needed. Uh, and you can see against lower quality opposition who have 9-10 against the ball, it would have been uh, a good option without Stockley. Overall, uh, a good scrappy win, a four more on the bounce. Let's see uh, where we are uh, soon after that. He said, oh, and that defending back post by DJ at 1-0 was top class. Yeah, that ball across the face of goal. Uh, I think DJ dealt with. Dean says, uh, uh, I made a point to watch Mason's movement all game. In that first half, he was making constant runs into space, asking for the ball, but got zero service. The boy is a talent, good in the air, closes down, uh, doesn't stop running, very composed. And the way he bought that lobbed diagonal ball down was class. Uh, plucked it out of the air. Unfortunately, it hit their player and went out. It just needs uh, to be signed long-term. Uh, yeah, I think he's already on a, a decent uh, long-term uh, con- uh, contract, so there's no, no, no major worries about that. He said, first half was shocking, though. Worst I've seen under JJ. They must have got a rocket at half time because they came out much better happy for Morgan I've been a critic thought this could be a season when handed the number 10 shirt but he's been inconsistent maybe that goal uh, will give him the boost Gilby made a difference when he came on uh, have to say that Blackett Taylor did a really good job at win back uh, really needed that win onto the pizza cup and then Pompey away that's from Dean cheers for getting in touch Dean and then finally Mickey says is it just me as I haven't heard anyone else but I'd love to see Sean Clare uh, moved out wide to play the right wing back uh, role pace technical uh, good player uh, could go past uh, people with a great engine I put Piercy back in at centre back until Lavelle is fit again personally cannot believe that Purrington and Gilby are bench warmers at the minute two of the best players since JJ uh, took over Gilby should be in for Elliot Lee in the number 10 role uh, maybe we'd see more goals from him as I'm sure he's got that in his locker. Great show. Uh, keep up the good work. That's from Mickey. Mickey, thanks for getting in touch uh, as well. Right, uh, we went into the fans bar yesterday, as we always do. Uh, we did it in the Oak yesterday. Uh, rather, mainly, we do it in crossbars, the fans bar. Benji gets it for us. Because we were going to the Oak last night, I went in and spoke to a few people. And I have to say, it was a very lively crowd uh, in the Oak. Uh, we got some really good views on yesterday's performance. And, of course, uh, some views looking ahead uh, to the quarterfinals of the Papa John's Trophy. I won't lie, I came here to cheer myself up and uh, eventually the boys met to the challenge. They did like, get the win, which made me feel a little bit better. Uh, Mason, oh, oh, to be honest, I like Mason. I've heard he's a bit of a Charlton lad. I've, I've seen him hanging around the bars from time to time, up at the old uh, crossbars and that. And uh, yeah, every Charlton fan likes to see a local lad do good. Nathan Burstow stood out for us. I think he was a great player. I think, I think he's got a bit, we've got to get him signed up. I think he's a good player. And... He's one for the future. So everyone, everyone, everyone's talking about getting, bringing Lyle Taylor back in online and all these, bringing Jermaine Defoe in. Actually, on that, Jermaine Defoe, we were talking on Tuesday night. I think if we were to get Jermaine Defoe in as a, as a player, coach, whatever, someone like Nathan Burstow would be an absolute... If he could teach what he learned, absolutely well, brilliant. Because... I mean, it was, a, it was certainly a game of two halves. We First half, we looked well out of sorts especially for the first sort of 20 minutes and most of the first half they 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 knew how to play us um, Blackett Taylor and um, DJ were playing far too high we're literally defending three against three most of that first half and, and looking for Jacko to change it to 4-4-2 um, which he didn't and obviously he said in the week he wouldn't do that um, and literally second half with the same formation we, we turned it around and we're a lot better than what, what we were doing so he must have told them that the two wing backs weren't doing their job uh, I thought overall that it was a bit of a I didn't think it was perfect but overall 
getting the win just gives you a bit of confidence at the end of the day. Like, the first half, I didn't think it was perfect. I thought Fleetwood came at us a bit with a bit of confidence after the the win against Rotherham. But then at half-time, I think we stepped up the urgency a little bit more. The centre-halves were a bit more direct. Uh, midfield were a bit more battling in midfield. So, yeah, I thought overall we, we deserved the win. But, it, you know, that second half was the reason we won. products, give them a go. Keep fighting, keep going. They do all right. right. I believe in Jackson to mould a player like Jackson. Adam Morgan sort of player. Albie, I mean, he missed a sitter. He did all the hard work for that in the second half. He sort of did all the hard work, missed an actual sitter and scored a screamer. So, um, yeah, we, I thought we deserved it on the second half performance. The first half, I thought Fleetwood were, were very good. I, mean, I don't wish to seem sort of like a, a fair weather supporter of the. Uh, Papa John's trophy. But in all fairness, look, Jacko said himself, as a player, he never made it to Wembley. So, like, we should always grab them chances to make it to Wembley as much Finally, as we I'm can. I'm just curious, if we were to get to the Papa John's trophy final at Wembley and we were to like, score a last minute winner, Here we go. what do you turn to Terry and say? <laughs> we done it, Tell. <laughs> we're eating the pizzas, Tell. <laughs> anything else you'd like to say? About, is there anything else you'd like to say about the game overall? I love you, Louis. Thank you very much to Lee there, who expressed his uh, undying devotion uh, to me at the end. It was it, it was it was rowdy, wasn't it, Nath? When we went in to get some of those post-match views. Yeah, it was rowdy. I thought it was actually quite cute as well. I had, I had a tear in my eye when Lee told you that he loved you. Um, I must admit. <laughs> it was a, a beautiful moment. But I mean, I asked Mads, I got put Stubbers on the spot as well. He came to the pub with us and I'm looking forward to hearing him commentating on the final of the, of the uh, Papa John's. But, um, you know, Mark, I did I did ask Mads about the trophy because it's, it's a competition we, we're nearly at Wembley at now. We're in the quarterfinals. We're playing Hartlepool on... Um, on, on Tuesday, I'm going to ask Jacko if he's going to go effectively full strength because I mean Phil says he, he want he'd expect to see who just emailed in uh, a team of those that missed out on Saturday. But I don't know, are we not in the position we might as well just put the first team in? Why not? Not, not, not going to achieve anything else this season. Well, obviously um, Harness has gone out on loan, so Hendo's obviously going to be in goal. Pierce will probably be starting. Gives a start chance to start because if you look at the team yesterday, there was no Matthews, no Gunter. So they're both available. I'd, I'd be tempted to be honest. I'd be tempted to have a fresh team up there. Um, you don't want to play a game on a. You don't know what the pitch is like. Or, you know, it could be anything, and someone turns a knee, and you've suddenly lost Innis, or you've lost Fainwo, or you've lost Dobson. So I'd rather put Watson in, and you know, the players we've got. In our squad, are good enough to go up there and win. I mean, I think then, the, then it'd be a problem for Jackson if we got to the final. What does he go with? Does he go for people who got him to there, or does he go with a better, better, stronger team? I wouldn't want to risk certain people in that game. For, I don't want to see him out for the side for the rest of the season. Mm. There's players who I, I think in, would probably relish a chance to have, have a nibble at a game. But I don't think anyone's going to come in and say, right, this is the game where I'm going to get myself back in Jackson's, you know, sights. But you can't do yourself any harm if you go up and have a stormer. Mm. So it's Willie Chance Washington, who's really just been coming back from injury. Probably not. Burstow's young. He could probably run forever. So go with him. Would you play Chucks, though? So he's probably more likely to go with Lico up front alongside Burstow. Mm. So it's the options are there. I just don't want to hear of an injury yeah so, so Mark's more concerned about the fitness of the squad and stuff Nathan but like I say we're in touching distance of Wembley we ain't going up this season we probably aren't going to go down as long as we pick up a few more wins um, would you be in favour of going strong I mean it's not like we haven't been strong in that competition this year we have been quite strong in it but you know, do we go full strength the, the, the strongest team available to him I don't think we've got enough players to put out a second 11 anyway if I'm honest but um I would imagine, yeah, I, I'd probably go with a little bit more of a stronger one. Um, I mean, there you could have uh, potential um, arguments to, you know, for Kirk and Davidson, Davison to get game time, and but I don't know if they're, you know, they they might be looking for moves, or we might be trying to look for loan moves from them, or if they're not, then yeah, give them some game time. But I wouldn't change it up too much. Um, I'd manage the players that we need to manage. 
so Innis is one of them. Innis, um, obviously Chucks maybe. Like you could probably start him, but again, we, we, even though we're not going to go up or down, we still don't want any sort of needless injuries. But I don't want to take take the Mickey a little bit uh, of the cup because you know Hartlepool they're still going to give us a game. It's on their own turf. Um, so yeah, I think Piercy are coming. I think Innis might might come out. Um, I can't. Me- I can maybe see two or three changes, maybe. Um, so yeah, because I remember last, well, Bert Burstow was cramping up last time, wasn't he? So we've got to be careful with him, so we don't burn him out. As much as we're all getting excited and he's doing well, we've got to protect him as well because he's still, you know, he's still growing as a, as a, you know, physically. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think we'll play. Hopefully, we'll play a, a strongish side. I'm not expecting the same eleven that started yesterday. But uh, maybe two or three changes and just mm. manage those injury-plagued players, so to speak. Excellent stuff. Right, we've gone well over time on this week's Charlton Live. So uh, thanks to all of you who've tuned in. We shall call it a day there. Thanks to those of you who sent your messages as well or who uh, expressed your love for me uh, in the fans' bar. Thank you to Mark and for Nathan for joining me this Sunday. Cheers, lads. Cheers, mate. Uh, so both of your chances to also tell me you love me, but you've, you've blown it, so uh, you won't be on the show again. Uh, I'm Louis Mendes. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back uh, on Thursday. You can say it now, Nate, if you want. I was going to say, wait, to see what you get on the, the 14th of Feb, mate. Still plenty <laughs> of time for that. Yeah. Mark, do you want to do it? No. No. Never. No. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I, just, I just threw up a bit in my mouth, mate. Oh. <laughs> you... make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.